community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Monday. Here we are. Thanks for being up in Adam. My name is Adam Montiel. Well, that was a lot of rain, huh? Wind? Crazy. Still more to come. Hope you're doing good. That'll be in our lo-fi headlines. Thousands of people losing power. Trees down. We'll kind of give you the lowdown of what we know. But definitely, uh, the governor declared a state of emergency for our county. And we'll get to everything in our lo-fi headlines. What else is going on today? We're going to bring on our first official coffee of Up and Adam. I'm very excited to introduce you to Barometer Coffee. We'll talk to Drew, ask what's starting a, a coffee company. Gosh, what's that about? You know, I'm excited to talk to him about that. Also, we have made our decision. We are, we are kidding. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. We're getting a billboard. I'm determined to get a billboard and I want to break down the idea for you because I still need, and I need some, if you know someone or you have ideas where like I got Canva and that's like, I got enough Canva knowledge to make me sit in front of the screen for a few hours and like barely get anything done. You know what I mean? I love it. It's cool, but I need someone with a brain for this, but here's the idea for the billboard. It's going to be a crowd funded type situation where I, I imagine I envision, like I was explaining to Christine Tracy a couple of weeks ago on the show, you have maybe a handful of people can donate 25 or 50 bucks and your name will be on the billboard. And the goal is to make it like worthwhile big, like where you see your name kind of in this like wall cloud or word cloud, they call it. You could be like, oh, Natalie Simpkins, that's my name right there, you know, second one on the left, whatever. And I want people to be able to see their name as they drive down the grade and see this billboard. Now, businesses, there's a business that wants to donate. I'm thinking, I don't know, 200 bucks, 100, 200 bucks. I don't know. I got to figure it out. And then those businesses will be even in a little bit bigger font, but also still kind of like opaque. And the idea is all these different members of the community, whether they be businesses or listeners, they're supporting up and Adam. Therefore, they supported the billboard. Their name's on the billboard. So it's kind of cool. Like if you're, and everyone who supports the show here is going to be on it. So like you drive down the grade, you'll see, oh, General Sparpasso or, you know, this or that. So all, all the folks here. So this is the idea. And I'm thinking we could probably take about between 25 and 50 people. And if they pay between 25 and 50 bucks, got to figure it out. We can get your name, your first, your last name on the billboard. Okay. If you're a business, we've got to figure that out. There's probably just going to be a few spots for that because I already want to put our supporters already on there. They're going to be on there too. So this is the idea and we're going to have a freaking billboard on the 101. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is the idea. So if you are interested in wanting to be on the billboard, I know it's super, first of all, if you have any kind of graphic design or shoot, just tell me if you're good at Canva, let's work something out. I don't know. You know, I need someone who knows what they're doing here because I certainly don't have time to pretend I'm a graphic designer now. But I do love to mess with it enough just to, again, keep me in front of a screen for a few hours and not even get something that good-looking accomplished. You know what I mean? So let me know. Go to adamontiel.com, hit the Stay Connected tab. If you're interested in saying, hey, I would pay 25 to 50 bucks to have my name on a billboard for a little while. Like, shoot, that's worth it to see my name and go, it's lit up. It's an illuminated billboard. So 24 hours a day, just drive down the grade and be like, off the one-on-one, oh, there's my name. I don't know. Or if you're a business, 
to be on the billboard with us. I think it'd be cool. And the idea of the theme behind the billboard is like backed by the community, you know, community supported because that's what this show literally is, you know? So that's the, the dream. That's what we're going to try and do. Want to do it together with you. If you want to be a part of it, let me know. If not, I totally get it, but it could be fun. It could be fun to have a billboard. What, what? So, all right. Uh, okay. So let's get into our lo-fi headlines. Before we do that, let's thank our friends at Dow Vineyards. If you ever considered joining the club over at Dow, now is the time because it's all about you there. Access exclusive wines, special pricing, unforgettable events just for you. You be hanging out at the member sunset series, soaking in those perfect Paso Adelaide District sunsets, then maybe members on the mountain, casual vibes, breathtaking views, or the artisan's dinner table, the ultimate wine and dine experience. It's waiting for you at Dow Vineyards. Join the club. Let's raise a glass together. Go to DowVineyards.com. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. More than 5,000 people out of power in San Luis Obispo County. More power outages are likely. Governor Gavin Newsom has declared a state of emergency also for San Luis Obispo County among heavy rain and wind. Did you lose power? We lost power for about two minutes and it came back on. But then I was looking on the web, PG&E, and like everyone around us, I don't know how we avoided this, but it was like a, bl- a street away. Other side of the street, no power for a while. So we just lucked out. About 7,000 people in Los Osos out of power. Napomo, another 6,000. Almost 1,000 in AG. Road closures in both San Luis Obispo and Santa Barbara counties. The Santa Barbara airport closed due to flooding. As far as advisories still in effect, all Central Coast beaches through 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, high surf advisory, large breaking waves with dangerous rip currents. South facing beaches, 14 to 18 feet with localized sets up to 20 feet peaking Tuesday. All right, some pretty crazy stories about kids and I guess people who want to act like kids or babies. This one, this place bills itself as a judgment-free zone, but of course, the internet is not that. So people online aren't holding back. A small town in New Hampshire is up in arms over a new business called the Diaper Spa, where clients wear diapers and pretend to be babies. These are full-blown adults. People who live nearby are worried it's a fetish thing. Worried it's one? And that clients might be dangerous, who knows? It also happens to be close to a park. The owner is a licensed therapist and says that's not what it is. She claims it's for people to get targeted therapy and work out issues from their childhood. Some of the services on her site are sort of presented in a fun way. There's one called ABDL Nursery Spa Care, described as a spa-like nursery experience for the little one inside you. ABDL stands for Adult baby diaper lover, a two-hour session, 600 bucks. This therapist, quote-unquote, is raking it in. There's also a virtual play date for 200 bucks where you can Zoom call with a therapist, and for 1,500 bucks, you can book a one-night diaper B&B that comes with, quote, top-notch care and pampering services. What are these people, like, changing your diet? What's going on here? More than 500 people signed an online petition to get the business shut down, but at least one person who lives there doesn't take issue with it. A neighbor in her early 90s thinks people should just chill out and doesn't bother her at all. The owner of Diaper Spa says that people tend to fear things they don't understand, but the folks in her community are generally smart, reasonable, and understanding, so she thinks the outrage will eventually die down. Okay, is this bad parenting? or just desperation. A daycare in Pennsylvania has been having issues with a cute little girl with a very filthy mouth. She recently learned some swear words, including 
the F word, and she won't stop using them around other kids. So the girl's mom, who's got to be where she's learning these words, told the daycare it's okay to stick her in the bathroom and just let her get it out of her system. Put her in the bathroom and let her just cuss herself silly. Someone who runs the place set up a camera with the mom's permission, and they posted the footage on TikTok. It's close to a full minute of this little girl just like cursing like a sailor. Here's some of it. Since we've had some issues with cussing. Okay. We are not cussing anywhere but in the bathroom. Okay. And we are not gonna get the finger anywhere but in the bathroom because we can't teach our little friends that we're doing this. Okay. So mommy said it's okay for you to do this in the bathroom. That way you don't get in any more trouble and we can move forward. Got it? Yeah. Only in the bathroom. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, shit. All right, are you about finished? No. Hurry up. They say, are you done? Yeah. Great. Did you get it out of your system? We're not going to do that anymore, okay? Okay. I don't know what to think about that. That doesn't seem... Is that... It doesn't seem, it doesn't feel right. I just don't know. Just letting her go. And do you think it's working? I mean, I guess the thing is, is it working? Because you don't want her just out there like cussing all these kids out. But then like, what an interesting little dynamic with this one, huh? It's got to go in the bathroom and just cuss herself out. Cuss out everyone in the bathroom and then be like, all right, all my yayas are out. We're good. Maybe it works. I don't know. What do you think about this one? I'd be curious. You can let me know. AdamOnTeal.com. Click on that Stay Connected tab. This one is an interesting story because I can see arguments both ways, but... Something just doesn't feel right. Same thing with this last story. I don't know. Some people, I think this improves the original design of the bagel. Some folks are calling it unholy. Philadelphia cream cheese unveiled a holeless bagel this week. It's a regular bagel, just no hole in the middle. Shops in five different cities are selling them for a limited time. The entire thing might just be a marketing stunt. They say it's better because there's, well, additional room to spread more cream cheese. Each bagel shop has a slightly different version of it, so they're not launching a new product. It's kind of just a gimmick. Utopia Bagels in New York is also selling 10 packs of theirs online for 70 bucks. Woo! Thanks to our friends at the General Store Paso downtown, 12th Street across from the park, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and home. They're helping out Echo, which is a fantastic nonprofit in Slow County, supporting folks that are homeless. Right now, it is the Share the Warmth campaign. They need new twin-sized blankets, sheets. General Store in Paso is a drop-off. You can just bring things right there, or you can look at the show notes. There's a link You could go right to Amazon. They got a wish list and you can help out from your fingertips with your phone right now. Do some good. Thanks to General Store Paso on Instagram at General Store Paso. Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines. His name is Drew Ross. He started Barometer Coffee, super ultra premium small batch coffee made right here in San Luis Obispo. They are new supporters of Up in Adam. Up in Adam finally has an official coffee. I'm excited, Drew. Thank you so much for being Up in Adam. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. And congratulations on the new podcast. I am proud to say I am a daily listener since day one. Is that right? 100%. Haven't missed an episode. Is that right? You haven't missed one episode? Not one episode. And if I miss half one, I'll go back and listen to it. I think even my dad has probably missed an episode. Oh, I got Opa. I'm on top of (laughs) He says, Opa, oh my God, that is so great. Well, thank you. Uh, first of all, we're, I mean, you're a dear friend, but Barometer Coffee is something you saw, I want to say, what, a year and change ago? Or how long ago did you birth Barometer Coffee? 
I've been roasting now for two and a half years. Yeah. Started, under the name Barometer? Yep. Under the name Barometer. But I sat on it for a long time. Word of mouth. Gave it to friends. I think the website was launched last May. So pretty fresh. So what is the take on coffee here? Obviously, you have great taste. I know that coffee is super important to you. You lived up in the Northwest. You know all about coffee. What was it about coffee that made you go, God, I'm going to make some of my owns? You know, I think it was the amount of money I've spent on coffee in my life. I figured it's time to bring this under my own roof and um, become vertically integrated. Become vertically integrated. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I spent a five-year stint up in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle and fell in love with coffee. How do you take your coffee? Black. Really? Around the holidays, cold weather, I'll, I'll put some milk in it or maybe some oat milk, but black. I mean, I, I want to taste the actual flavor profiles of that coffee. And milk can add a wonderful rounded, you know, essence to a cup of coffee, but I'm, I'm looking for those real flavors. No sugar. No sugar. It's just like wine. How do you take your wine? Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, I definitely don't drink my wine like I drink my coffee, but I am a sucker for like these foo-foo coffees for sure. But I don't, as you know, I never really drank coffee doing morning radio forever. And I was tasting your coffee when we were having dinner at your place. And I was like, man, like this stuff. And you get like notes. Just It's just like tasting a wine. It is. And it goes deeper than just like tasting wine. It's down to the, to the growing regions, to the terroir, to the weather in that area, to the altitude. And that's, I think why I fell in love deeper with coffee is because that connection to wine. You can get so deep, just like a wine, there's a coffee out there for everybody. Okay, so, and I love how you put that. What do we do to the beans? Obviously there's terroir, where the beans come from, but then what are you doing to the beans? What is that signature that makes this special? I put a lot of red seven and acetane in all of my coffee. So <laughs> I do absolutely nothing. I, um, I get the bean directly from the farm, dried, it's uh, for those who don't know, a coffee bean is actually a seed inside the fruit pod from a coffee plant. I bring in the bean and I, I've, you know, played with a million different roasting levels and profiles and found the ones that I feel bring out the flavors for each one individually and simply roast it. No intervention, no oils, no additives, no flavor, no nothing. So it is just, I think when uh, the state of California asked me what ingredients am I using? It is just 100% coffee beans, nothing else. How did you decide, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger on this and literally do it as a business because you, you know, have had full-time jobs, like you're very much in your work of what you do day to day, but you really took a big kind of leap and step out to, to go this direction. Yeah, I uh, I was sharing it with some friends that work in the restaurant industry in Slow that I started roasting my own coffee for fun, and um, one of them turned to me and said, "Hey, well, we'll carry your coffee." And I laughed at them and said, "No, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just starting to figure this out." And they said, "No, we're serious." So I started doing more and more research, took some courses, and um, I think within three or four months after I kind of perfected my roasts, it was it was in their shop downtown. So it was great. So I quickly learned, oh, there, you know, uh, you can make money off a of hobby sometimes and share it with your friends. So I'm, th I'm, I'm thinking like. Is it hard to make coffee? Like where in the process, I'm thinking of like wine. Of course, I kind of bring everything back to that. Like are there decisions in the process that are making your coffee just so? There is now. You can Google all sorts of things. There's so many different pieces of intervention and fermentation you can now do with coffee before you roast it or even after you roast it. I want it to be the purest form as possible. So I start with the highest quality beans as I can and just, you know, let that flavor profile come all the way through after the roast. So so my goal is to do as little as possible other than getting it just to the perfect roast point to to show those flavor profiles per roast. If you go on to barometercoffee.com, you could see, you know, there's a little bit something for everybody. How many different kinds of coffee does Barometer make? 
We have five different roasts. And when I started, I kind of reverse engineered the process. So I asked myself, what do I like in a cup of coffee? I like chocolatey. I like nutty. I like a little bit of citrus. I'm not necessarily looking for that pungent strawberry or too much acidity. So I was looking at what origins, what countries, what some, in some points, single origins create the most balanced cup of coffee possible. Okay. So I want folks to go to barometercoffee.com, follow them on Instagram at barometercoffeeco. And before I ask you where we can find the coffee, why the name barometer? Growing up, my ha- my childhood hallway at home had barometer, weather barometers on there. All different antique versions. For those who don't know, barometer can help kind of measure the pressure in the sky, which helps tell you uh, what weather might be on the horizon. Much like a barometer can help you predict the weather, a good cup of coffee can predict your day. So I figured, why not? Barometer Coffee Code, check them out. And where can we find you as of now, Drew? You can find us on barometercoffee.com. We uh, do free delivery and slow and um, throughout the Central Coast. And then also bags are for sale at Making Slow on the corner of Higuera and Garden downtown. And I understand you're still talking to different folks and different placements that we might even be able to announce soon. Very soon. From North County down to Santa Barbara up to Monterey. Very exciting. How do, when you come out with a company like this, how do you place yourself and again, I kind of, it's so funny, I think about like the wine industry. How do you place yourself into where, what you're going to charge? Like, you know, your equipment, what you're putting into it, the way that I mean, you're obviously choosing to make a higher end coffee. How do you decide where I'm going to place myself in the market? I placed myself where I was comfortable, what I'm comfortable paying for. I did not want to be the top you know, bag on the shelf or even the second, but I also didn't want to be the lower and, and, you know, the level of quality beans that I'm bringing in to roast. I think the price point reflects that perfectly. Just like the coffee itself. I want to be well-balanced. I want the price to be approachable for everybody too. Ultra premium, small batch coffee roasted right here in San Luis Obispo, five different roasts. You can go to barometer coffee co uh, on Instagram, follow them there, and then check out barometercoffee.com. B A R O M E T E R drew Ross barometer coffee here on up and adam and we're going to be giving away a bag of these so if you want to win some barometer coffee go to adamontil.com there'll be a bar on the home screen right at the top at adamontil.com and you click on that give us some info and um it'll allow me to call you back and let you know that you won so drew thanks for hooking up listeners of up and adam thank you for supporting and being such a good friend but supporting the show it means more than you know i love you brother and for making a great product and being a great dude thanks man thank you so much happy to be here Check out barometercoffeeagain.com. And thanks to Drew for being up and Adam. You can go to adamonteal.com. There'll be a bar right across the home screen. Click that if you want to win free coffee from Barometer. I could be picking up the phone and calling you to hook you up. All right. Thanks to our friends at McClintock's, the place to be since 1973. It's 50 years. McClintock's has been legendary. The Steakhouse in Shell Beach. Locations in San Luis Obispo, downtown, AG, the saloon. Check out that McClintock's Recipe 15. That's their collab with Maker's Mark, a private selection, a bespoke, one-of-a-kind expression of Maker's Mark exclusively created for McClintock's. Happy hour every day from 4 to 6. Go to McClintock's.com for more. All right, still more rain, lots going on, high surf, advisory, the whole thing. Be safe as you're driving around. Take it slow. It is all good. Just got to get you there safely. Thanks for making us your first podcast of the day. Also, rating, reviewing, subscribing to the show. 
And thanks again for all the birthday messages. Lots of great birthday wishes from all over the place. Thank you so much. It was a great weekend. My actual birthday was yesterday. So, of course, crazy rain, crazy winds. But we celebrated over the weekend. But on Saturday, had some great champagne, some great wines, hung out with some great people. So it was a beautiful birthday weekend. Thanks to Lady I Fancy. And uh, thank you for your birthday wishes. And finally, an all-new episode of my wine podcast, The Paso Wine called Where Wine Takes You, just published. We chat with wine industry persons of the year, Monica and Alex Villacana from, of course, Villacana Winery and Refined Distillery. Also with us, Stacey Jacob from Solterra Strategies and Travel Paso. It is a fun conversation. Just this one story I thought was great. When they talk about back in the day coming here, you would say, oh, I'm looking for, you know, some property for some grapes. They're like, yeah, yeah, they've tried that here. That, that ain't going to work. Listen. And this one time we actually went out with a realtor because we wanted to look for properties. And and uh, he was like, so what are you looking for? Da, da, da. You know, give, give him the whole spiel. And we're like, oh, you know, we're, I'm working at a winery. We're, we're thinking about starting our own thing. Just wanted to see what else was out there. He looked at me and he's like, God, people have been trying that for ages around here. It's, nev- <laughs> it's never going to work. <laughs> And so this is like 91, 92. And, and so, you know, we couldn't afford anything at that time. So, but we were just out looking. But it was so funny because he was like, it's just, it's just not going to work. It's never going to happen. <laughs> but even then when we went to buy our property in 96, it didn't have a dwelling on it. So we couldn't get a bank load and we didn't have yeah. the money yeah. for it. And the guy, you know, um, lived in Oregon and stuff. And he's like, I'll carry the paper for you fools. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, they, they've, they've been trying to do this. This yeah. is not happening i've been hearing people have been planting some grapes down there but yeah. that's so funny mm-hmm. 30, 30 years well it, it was even 10 years later every property was great winery potential great yeah. winery potential I mean, they, oh is that right uh-huh. it's amazing how it changed from uh-huh. early 90s to early 2000s yeah. uh, such a great chat so it's the new episode of where wine takes you it is available wherever you get your podcast so wherever you enjoy this show you can listen to that one as well back at it tomorrow check out adamonteal.com win yourself some free coffee from barometer until then I'm Adam Montiel. Thank you for being up with Adam.